Bonjour and bienvenue to Lulabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and this is episode 104 of the podcast that keeps your Frenchy vibes fluttering and helps you to lose yourself in France without even leaving home. In most episodes, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live in Australia, in France and right around the world and we share ideas for how to satisfy the Francophile within you. Francophilers can now also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Francophile Fix. You can find the link to that in the show notes from today's episode, as well as the Little Bells Francophiles website, Instagram, and a fabulous Frenchie Spotify playlist. There is now also another way to keep connected to France, which I have mentioned in recent episodes, and that is with a Ludabelle's Francophiles newsletter, which will be delivered direct to your inbox from time to time with extra Frenchy inspo. Subscribing to the exclusive Ludabelle's Francophiles newsletter is completely free and can be done simply by emailing the word subscribe to bonjour at ludabellesfrancophiles.com. You can find a direct link to this email address by clicking the envelope icon at the very bottom of the Lulabelle's Linktree page that can be accessed from the bio on my Lulabelle's Instagram. Alors, aujourd'hui, rather than chatting to a guest, in this episode of the Lulabelle's, I am giving some tips about something I have done a number of times myself and have had questions about from podcast subscribers. And that is traveling in large groups in France. Now, I consider a large group to be anything more than just an immediate family, I suppose, or a group of a few friends. Once the number gets to over four or five, like the amount that could comfortably fit in one car, then extra consideration needs to be given and some careful planning is required. I have heard from friends, from listeners of the podcast, from followers on Instagram, and I've even seen in posts on the socials I've been following that travel is opening up more and more post-COVID and definitely more than it was in 2022. There are many plans afoot to travel back to Europe, and for some, these plans have been underway for quite some time now. If you're intending to travel from Australia and New Zealand or even from the States, Canada or South America to France, it is a long way and it takes a long time. So most people like to make sure they're going to both get their money's worth but also that they can cram in as much as possible to their trip. The key to achieving those things is good planning. So I've chatted about planning for travel before on the podcast but today I am going to speak particularly to the arrangements for group travel. Now, I'm sure that you, if you're like me, have sat around sharing a glass of French bubbly with some friends before and rabbited on about travelling together to the Champagne region or to Provence or to Paris. I love, love, love this part of the travel planning process. The I'm dreaming but really I'm a bit serious kick off to a group travel experience. But there is so much more to consider. Even the dreams that we're discussing in those conversations are not always the same for each person, even though you're actually having the same conversation together at the same time. So here are some tips to consider once you get past the stage of dreaming and get to the stage of doing. Number one, 
meet with everyone involved before you start making formal plans. So traveling in groups is not a one-size-fits-all situation. Your needs may alter depending on whether the group is all the one family or maybe extended family. It could be a group of friends traveling the whole time together from departure to getting back home again, or it could be groups meeting up for pockets of time during longer separate trips. Whatever the arrangement, I recommend you have a meeting with everyone involved once the decision has been made to travel together. And these days, meeting online might be a good way to go for this and perhaps get the most of the meeting out of the way before hitting the bubbly so that you all have the same understanding of what's going on. Even have someone to take minutes so that everybody can read back and look over what was decided. Okay, number two. I know this is number two tip, but it's actually the most important thing to consider. My biggest tip for group travel is communication with your fellow travelers. Find a way to communicate that works for you all and use it. No point in doing all the planning via a closed Facebook chat group if some of the travelers aren't on Facebook. Find something that is inclusive and communicate consistently. Number three where to and for how long. Now, the first decision to make as a group after the initial choice to turn the group vacation dream into a reality is usually where to go and for how long. Now, this is a podcast about France, so clearly I'm focusing on travel to my favourite destination. But if you haven't decided where you all want to go, firstly, sit down and make a list of places that everyone would like to visit. Then try to narrow it down. If things are getting contentious already at this point, perhaps these travel buddies are not the ones for you. Maybe just a shared weekend when you cross paths traveling is the way to go. Now, tip number four, the next big consideration, budget. What type of vacation are you all envisaging? Budget can be a huge issue if not discussed clearly with the group. So lay out the trip expenses as clearly and honestly as possible with the group together beforehand. There is a bit of work to do at this point as an individual too. Take a really honest look at your own budget, just yourself without the group. Include everything from your airfare to accommodation costs, a realistic estimate for meals, alcohol, transport or transfers, souvenirs, sightseeing entry fees, For me, I'd even include the cost of my Paris hairdresser, but write down the lot so there are no surprises and so that you can be sure that you can afford it because you don't want to be the one to let the group down once everyone is committed to the vacation together. If you're a group on the larger side, it's actually worth checking also whether or not you qualify for a group rate discount for some things. So ask your hotel or perhaps a tour that you're considering whether a discount or a private tour rate is a possibility. Now, if traveling with a large group, to avoid money coming between friends, each person committing to the trip should put in a deposit upfront to cover the group costs that will still need to be paid if someone is a last minute cancellation or perhaps someone just can't make up their mind. But sometimes situations like that can sadly end up with friends no longer being so friendly. So it is a really good idea to agree on a non-refundable deposit amongst your group. Okay, number five tip, accommodation. Now, are you Airbnb people or do hotels suit you better? Does everyone going on the group trip have the same budget ideas for accommodation? 
Do you all want to stay in the same house or will having your own separate places give a little bit of respite at the end of the day? Sometimes this decision comes down to something as simple as how many bathrooms the home has that you're looking at booking. Also, whether you're travelling in Paris or country France might sway some people on this topic as the chance to cook up the fresh produce from a farmer's market in your own kitchen in a maison in a French village might just be too good an opportunity to pass up by staying in a hotel. I actually know quite a few Francophiles at the moment who are currently looking at staying in a chateau and splitting the cost with a large group. So definitely communicate clearly about your needs and your wants from all perspectives with regard to accommodation to find common ground and then make a group decision. Tip number six, are you going to do it all on your own or are you going to book a tour? There are so many options for either of these ways to see France now. Are you after a self-guided holiday or is booking a tour going to be necessary? Or perhaps you can actually have a bit of both. A full-blown guided bus tour where everything is already taken care of, though, might be just the thing for your group, although booking a number of small, specific tours might be the way to go if you want to keep your vacation personal for you guys. So this could be influenced by the expertise of your group, like, for example, the ability to drive a boat if you're considering a barge vacation or whether or not a tour guide is needed might come down to how comfortable your group members are with driving in France or even their level of fluency to speak in French. All good considerations to work out the best way forward, specifically, again, for your group. Now, the seventh tip, creating the itinerary. So, You have decided to create a bespoke holiday to fit all that you envisaged, but how to fit in all the various dreams and wants and needs into the schedule? Well, there are some questions to ask of the group. Are there little children or older people involved who may not be able to go like the clappers for a full day, day after day on the vacation? Are there common interests to tailor the trip towards? Do most people want to visit the main sites and see the sparkly side of Paris and France or is rustic and quaint more what you're after? These are important considerations for each group member before decisions are made. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of an example from one of the group trips that I have done to illustrate my point. So back in 2015, I travelled with a huge group of 20 of my family to meet up in Paris. A couple of years just before that, my dear, beautiful mama had passed away and that happened before we all got to go to France for her 70th birthday, which she had been planning for us all to do together. So we all decided to go anyway as a kind of a way to celebrate her and how wonderful she was. Now, I'm sure that you can imagine the whole situation was a bit emotive for the family involved and this is just the type of situation that can turn pear-shaped really easily with everyone wanting to put their five cents in. So we ended up, through a couple of meetings, agreeing on a date to be in Paris for a week and then a week in regional France. My uncle made a request for Chinon and there was complete agreement. So to this stage of the organisational process, it felt really quite seamless and easy. But then the question of where to stay and what type of accommodation and ooh la la, it could have all toppled over so easily with this decision. Everyone had a different idea. So in the end, instead of trying to make everyone fit into one place, we decided on one arrondissement of Paris 
and one area within that arrondissement, the St. Paul area of the Marais. And we pick this spot as it is close to the metro and it's really central to most things. It also has loads of the various types of accommodation available that everybody wanted. So we had family in Airbnbs or homestays. There were some in hotels, but they were all within a quick walk to our meeting point each morning. Now, if your group is smaller or you just all want to be together, there are loads of accommodation options to fit groups into the one apartment or home, as well as some terrific little boutique hotels in Paris. On another group trip I took with girlfriends, we booked out an entire floor of a hotel in the Saint-Germain area. We were all arriving and departing at different times, but we were overlapping in Paris, so this suited us really well. There are many hotels with cute little lounges where you can all meet up for an apero before you're heading out or even beautiful little internal courtyards for your meeting point. The options are just huge. There are plenty. My point is, though, communicating with your group about the various options is important. If you don't want someone complaining through the entire vacation that things haven't worked out because someone did all the planning and didn't listen to anybody else. So... Back to tip seven, creating the itinerary. Most people, when they're visiting Paris especially, will have a wish list. And this is especially so for travellers who are coming to experience Paris for the first time. Whenever I have travelled with a group, I have asked for each person's top five things for their wish list. Now, you can imagine when asking 20 people, including kids and oldies, and francophiles, and even reluctant tag-alongs for their faves, that there's going to be a really broad list. But there's also likely to be some overlap there as well. It is good to group the wish list items together then into arrondissements and then make the itineraries based around a day spent in the same geographical area or at least nearby to each other. This means that potentially you'll have less time-wasting going from one side of Paris to the other all the time, but it's also an idea to make an itinerary for a couple of the days in Paris for your group, but being mindful of time needed for individual wishes. It's sometimes a good idea not to have all the days in a row being booked up with itinerary items and to leave some gaps for people to do their own thing or even to do things on the day after they were originally planned, perhaps because of the weather or because people were too tired to just keep going. So keeping some space in your itinerary for flexibility is quite important. Some days when I've been on various vacations with different groups of either family or friends, we would do stuff all together. And on other days, some members of the group would just do their own thing. Or a smaller number of people might do a day trip together to Versailles or Givigny or even the Paris Disneyland, for example. The key to this, again, is communication, but also inclusion and understanding and absolutely respecting people's differences. Okay, on to tip number eight. Consistency when making transport bookings. Now, When doing regional travel and moving big groups of people around together, it is an idea to have either one person make the bookings, so everyone is booked on the same train, for example, and even in the same carriage, if possible, or just be really clear about the communication so that you don't have someone booking themselves on the wrong number train. Car hire is also an important matter to discuss. Separate cars for each group 
of four or so people or a minivan for the lot. I mean, which is right for you? I've travelled with groups in both ways and there are pros and cons for both. Do you want the flexibility to take a couple of different day trips when the group is all staying in the same village or chateau? That might be really high on the list of importance for you if you don't all like the same things and you want to be able to split up for the days and come back together for dinner perhaps. Or is trying to keep the costs down by only having the expense of one vehicle and one lot of petrol the go for you. Again, communication to work through this is key. There is no right or wrong answer. Tip number nine, book ahead when you want to do something together as a large group. Now, whether in a French country village or in Paris, if you're traveling with a large group, it is important to book a restaurant if you all wish to dine together. Some French bistros are just so fabulous and they will move tables and get something ready for you at a moment's notice and they'll do it with minimal fuss and maximum flourish and you'll all be sorted in no time. But if you're traveling in peak periods or even just wanting to make sure your arrangements are locked in, it is best to book ahead. For fancy places, that booking for your group dinner might even need to be made before you arrive in France. So I have previously booked a couple of months in advance for a large group. But mostly, you'll be right, dropping by and booking ahead the day before or sometimes even the same day can be fine. It just all depends on how much you wish to be at that particular restaurant with your big group of travellers. So the more important it is to you to be able to eat at that particular place, the better it is to book ahead and so then you'll get what you want. Another point to make is that in this COVID era too, there are many tourist sites that lock in attendance times. So on your itinerary, if there is a particular place that you all wish to visit together, book the entry time in advance online to ensure that you can do it as a group. Now, my last tip for group travel is tip number 10. Share your personal health and insurance details with the group. I have had the misfortune to need to go to hospital in France with a bit of an emergency a few years ago on a group vacation with some girlfriends. And luckily, I was able to speak for myself. But if I couldn't, having my details known to the group so that they could share my health information with the hospital, it's just crucial. Things like daily medications you might take, any allergies, any relevant health conditions, and also your insurance details. Now, this is just a precaution, of course, but it is worth the peace of mind. Now, my last couple of tips are not necessarily just for group travel, but for all travellers. And these tips are not really just optional tips, in my opinion. They are an absolute must. Following on from the health theme of my tip number 10 just now, make sure you have travel insurance and also pack a first aid kit. In this COVID era of travel, I always pack some rat tests as well as some cold and flu meds. So if I'm unwell, I don't need to find the local pharmacy in an unfamiliar place. If you're due for any vaccination, get that done before you leave so you're less likely to be sick while you're away because who wants to be sick while they're on holidays? Definitely not me. Take all your regular medications with you and maybe a mask as a precaution during these times. I know that we all like to think of the vacation as being lovely and dreamy and smooth, but it is worth planning for when stuff can go a bit wide of what was expected. 
Another consideration for every vacation, regardless of whether you're on your own or with a group, don't overpack. Take it from the best overpacker going around, and that is me. You will not need those extra shoes or those three favorite dresses that you can't choose between. If you like to wear something different from time to time, just pack scarves and accessories so your travel photos don't look like everything happened on the same day in the same outfit. But remember, you will probably see things to buy and you will need that extra space in your luggage. Okay, that's all the tips I'm going to throw at you in this episode today. Now all the planning is sorted, just go and enjoy your trip. It doesn't happen that often that we can get a whole group together to experience that beautiful joy of traveling whilst also enjoying each other. And these people are clearly very special to you or you wouldn't be making plans to spend such valuable time together. So go and enjoy and make some gorgeous lifetime memories together. Also, something to consider. I love my socials as much as the next person and I take a load of pics to share with all of you on Instagram and Facebook and on YouTube. But Don't be so focused on the pictures that you forget to enjoy the moments. It's important to remember too that all of the planning in the world can't make the magic happen. So just be open to the wonderful things that might come your way when traveling. Those little unforeseen happenings might just make the memories that stay with you for life. Alors, c'est tout et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Little Bells Francophiles episode. In the next episode, we will be back with a fabulous guest helping to transport you to France with their fabulous French stories. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Little Bells Francophiles on Insta. That's where you will also find lots of my personal French photos as well as some from our Little Bells Francophiles guests. You can now also subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Francophile Fix, where I post little movies and clips to keep your Frenchy vibes going. For all of the details from today's episode, head to the Little Bells Francophiles website to blog post number 104. That's Sans Each of my 10 tips for group travel will be listed there in that blog post. The website link is in the show notes for today's episode as well. Then come and join me next time on the Little Bells Francophiles and together we can stay connected to one of our fave destinations, France. Au revoir de moi, Louise Prichard, bon journée et à bientôt mes amis.